Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Movie Podcast. My name is Daniel, I am one of your hosts today, and joining alongside me, I'm not going to pray for him, but he is the devil of the Movie Podcast, oh. the devilishly handsome, oh. I will say, Shabazz. Hello, Shabazz. So many emotions I felt at one point, and I'll be honest, <laughs> I was like, it was a roller coaster you took me on, I'll, I'll be honest with you, which I'm sure is kind of the experience you have with this movie of being scared, not scared, being scared, not scared. It's true, because the movie we are talking about today is, of course, Pray for the Devil. I'm giving our listeners the benefit of the doubt, Shay, and watchers, if you're watching this, of course, on YouTube, that they've seen the episode that they clicked on or they tapped on, and they know that today we have two very, very cool special guests joining us. Normally, you know, we'll, we'll like to, to tee it up. We'll like to have a little fun. Like, who who's it going to be? Like, who's they didn't see be? the name of the episode. <laughs> Today on the Movie Podcast, we are so excited to welcome Jacqueline Byers and director Daniel Stamm of Pray for the Devil. This film is going to be releasing October 28th exclusively in theaters by Lionsgate and here in Canada by Cineplex Pictures. Uh, I have a quick little synopsis before we get to our banter because, as you may know, we love banter here on the show. Uh, It's very, very short. In the film, Sister Anne, who's played by Jacqueline Byers, believes she is answering a calling to be the first female exorcist. But who or what called her? Now, Shay, have you ever been possessed? I feel like anytime I we hit record, a possession takes over me and I become mm-hmm. the man of the podcast. Like I, I turn into somebody else. Once we stop recording, you you'll notice I am quiet. I am no one anymore. I am just I'm just dust. Right. You're just a husk of a man. Yeah. Uh, who's just no has nothing else to say. Not a, not, not uh, a no, I totally husk though, I'll be honest. <laughs> I said it and I felt like it's like when people say like moist. Yeah, like, oh. it's, 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 it's not, it's not great. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So I just gave you a, a one, two punch of husk and moist. Husk? It's a moist, moist husk. Husk sounds like the dry <laughs> version of moist. I don't, I don't know if that makes any sense. I, it doesn't, but I get what you're saying though. That's I a hundred percent get what you're That's saying. All that matters. Shay, how are you doing? We're in spooky season. We're officially like a week away from Halloween. How are you preparing? How are you surviving? You know, I set out on a goal this month to watch as many horror movies as I can. And I have not been able to fulfill that. I have watched a good amount of horror movies and a lot of scary things. Yes. Uh, just recently I picked up Pearl, which I'm excited to watch because it just became available. Yes. Um, so I'm really looking forward. I missed that on the theater run for it but i you know what it's still spooky season and nothing is scarier than it being in your house alone watching it so it's true yeah but nothing I, is scarier than being scared at home absolutely and I've been, I've been playing a lot of and like you have as well a lot of god of war we're excited to get our our review and our uh, our analysis out there if you listen to our previous episode we did give a little preview a little a little taste of what we're feeling yeah, of course. What Shay is talking about, you know, in our previous episode, previous episode, what? we had a main episode released this week. It's been the first one in a couple months because we've been so busy with TIFF and interviews and everything in between. Uh, we had a main episode drop for you on Monday. You can listen to it to hear our impressions of God of War Ragnarok. Yes, the three of us are playing God of War Ragnarok. We will have a review out next week for you uh, and then followed by a spoiler discussion later on down the road. Uh, we also just discussed Henry Cavill coming back as Superman at DCEU. We just got news today that James Gunn and Peter Saverin are going to be the new heads of DC Studios. So look forward to our main episode next week to talk all about that. 
And then we talked about Creed 3. And then we also talked about, you know, some of our uh, some of our Halloween movie recommendations for the year. So definitely an episode you don't want to miss. It was so nice being back in the same room all together again. So uh, it was a lot of fun. Even though we, we, we have been in the same room many times. Shane, we haven't been in the same room, <laughs> but, though. We but, haven't. No, no, but you're, you're right. Be- <laughs> I haven't seen you in two months. You're right because there's a different possession that occurs when we're recording a main episode. There you go. It's like a different devil, you know? Yes. Different devil. That could be a sequel down the road. I, Who knows? I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> there are lots of great episodes for you to catch up on right now on the movie podcast, because as always, you can catch a brand new episode of our show every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for our review episodes, our interviews and all the latest movies and series. We're coming up very close to Black Panther Wakanda forever. We're going to, we're so excited to talk about it. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we also have our review coming out later this week for Armageddon time. So look forward to that as well, too. Uh, as always, I want to shout out our sponsor of the movie podcast as of right now, uh, Mubi. If you want to catch a whole month of amazing cinema to have at the, in, in the fingertips, at your fingertips, check out the show notes below. You won't want to miss it. We love working with them. And yeah, you don't want to miss this opportunity. Shane and I have been, and Anthony have been watching a lot of movies on Mubi. So don't miss that. But today, you know, we get to talk to Jacqueline Byers and director Daniel Stamm about Pray for the Devil. Um, Thank you, Shay and Anthony, who is not here, uh, for making me watch this movie alone in the theater. Thank God it was during the morning because I was very, very scared. I don't feel bad. <laughs> you don't. don't feel bad. Okay. I, I, I feel a little bad, but then I remembered I had to watch Barbarian alone. Not of any fault of you guys, um, but I was like, you know what? This is like his his his, his rite of passage to become a right. man again. Because you you remember when you lost your beard for a bit, and now you've gained it back. Well, the beard hadn't settled yeah. in correctly until you watch a horror movie by yourself. It's true because I used my beard as a shield to protect me from any the oils. You know, evil enchantments. It's the oils. The oils will keep you safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just want to say thank you so much to our friends at, you know, at Lionsgate, at Cineplex P- Pictures for making this happen. We had a great conversation with Jacqueline and Daniel. So without further ado, please welcome them to the movie podcast. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us on the movie podcast today. Uh, got to watch the movie this week and I'm happy to say that had lots of nightmares. Since <laughs> no, I'm that's sorry. Great. That's good. Glad that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious for both of you, does it affect you when you're working on a movie like this? Like for, for both of you, when you're, when you're planning a movie like this, when you're acting in a movie like this, does that linger on your mind, especially dealing with like religious tones and spirituality and things like that? Does it, does that stick with you? Yeah, I, I refer to shooting this movie as a marathon <laughs> um, where it was an exhausting process. You know, she's getting tormented by her own shame and guilt. And the only access that I have to that is my own shame and guilt. Right. So I'm going day in and day out through that process. Um, but I do say that, like, Posey was um, a little bit of light in that process because I would finish every day and I'd go for tea at her mom mom's hotel room yeah and it's just like having a child there you just have to like take yourself out of that mind frame that you're in um and then i find that i'm like freaked out by shadows now like if there's like something or like it's like i'm like i get spooked really (laughs) it's like i've like turned up the volume on this thing that i trained for the film and then now i'm like like jittery i like jump all the time yeah yeah it's true like i I think when I was watching the movie too, every like corner of the film 
Like I was always just look, looking at, I'm like, is there some type of reflection that I'm waiting to like to pop out and scare I me or something like that? So, that. Like, <laughs> so like, even now at home, when I like, I remember like the, the first night after I was watching the film, like I was just in my kitchen. I was just kind of looking around like this is. Yeah, that. Thanks, Daniel. Because I sat down before the movie and was like, okay, let's brush up on horror techniques. Let's watch some James Wan. Mm -hmm. Let's watch some Conjuring. I was there with my notebook and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to write down techniques now that he uses. And the movie was over and I had two techniques. <laughs> One was blaring sound for a jump scare for no yeah. reason, but yeah, yeah. the bus doors open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, like they're, like, they're like, ah! Oh. Yeah, yeah. And the other one was that something happens where one of the senses of the audience is not allowed to witness it, which is like there is a doll sitting outside and we go inside and we come back out and the doll has written a letter and you were like, because the audience didn't see it, right? Mm -hmm. it's, they have to fill it in. You know, Those were the only two things. I was like, how is that possible? What is the genius? And then I watched it again and I was like, oh, the way he frames stuff always suggests that anything might happen and it's a it's a matter of an inch. It's a matter of an yeah. inch of this. And it's like, why do they leave that room behind her head? There might be yeah. something. And you, if I hadn't seen it there, I would have said you can't do that too much because you always disappoint because there's yeah. nothing uh, jumping on. But because it's subliminal, subconscious, yeah. it's enough to suggest it, and then hopefully Smart it's keeping someone yeah. on the edge. So it's yeah. interesting you you pick up on that. Oh, one. definitely. And I think just throughout the film, there are so many moments that just the idea of it alone for me, like just growing up and. You know, going to Catholic school growing up, like you have like that relationship yeah. to this. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, this is stuff that actually yeah. does happen in some form in the world. That right? is the thing about exorcism movies that you don't get in any of the other horror genres that people like you that went to Catholic school, the first act, you've been prepared for this movie for decades. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. You know, they had the groundwork of getting you terrified. Yeah. That wasn't us. You come in with that you stuff. Ca you and come then in with we, the fear. Yeah. You yeah. come in with the fear. Yeah. Uh, Jackie, for yourself, preparing for a role like this, did you look at, you know, like exorcism cases or anything like that? Did, what did you look I at? I read the Bible on spiritual warfare. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I came in a little bit blind into like the Catholic faith, um, which was very daunting for me because I really wanted to make sure that that fear was real and alive and where that was going to play out in my life. Um, and so I, I spoke with friends and I was like, do I need to read the Bible? Like what, what is, and they directed me to this book. And I also read, and I forget the name of the book, but it was, it was a guy who went through his own demon through a psychological approach, which is very similar to this movie. Um, so it was like linking stories from him to, to the text. Um, and then in terms of trauma, I worked with a therapist to, find out where trauma lives in the body, um, like fight and flight. Uh, there's, um, Daniel and I have talked about this a lot, but when she's in the moments where things are scared, the audience will only be as scared as the lead actress is. However, she's in battle at that point and trying to get through to somebody. So within this calmness that she has, instead of fight or flight, she calms in this moment, but that fear still needs to be real. So, so much of it is like this delicate portrayal that's happening without any specific action or physicality that you have to feel lives within her. Right. Um, and, you know, you hope that the audience can catch that or the camera can catch it. But I think that's just the beautiful thing about filmmaking is that whatever's going on, the camera sees. Right. And I think your performance, too, is, um, is so great in this film because you could tell that Anne is just so driven to not have, po oh, sorry, uh, 
Natalie go through. Yeah. Which Pugsy, she went you through. can say Pugsy, Pugsy, Pugsy too, Pugsy. both of them. <laughs> so like, it, it's nice that you have like this, there's a confidence to what you're doing, but also like, you're also doing it because you want to not have her go through through this as well, yeah. right? So it's nice that that shines through. There's a scene in this movie, I have to say, um, with Father Dante's sister that I think was a scene in the film that just stood out to me so much. One, because it's generally scary, um, but there's like the the scene with like the baby and that oh. whole sequence. And I'm, I'm curious for yourself, you know, when you're, Dana, when you're working on a film like that, sorry, when you're working on a scene like that, um, how much of it are you going in like okay we're going to be doing this practically or we're going to be using special like special effects or cg like what how do you balance the the marriage of the two of them this is an interesting <laughs> because i totally once a movie as a director you totally drop the ball in every movie i'm like oh my god this scene the day before we shoot it we knew we wanted to do the baby under the under the blanket uh, practically and there was so much going on. And at some point, I go like, oh, who's going to do the, the baby? And special effects goes like, not us. And everybody's like, not us. And it turns out no one had even, by that time, I had such faith in that Bulgarian team yeah. that someone <laughs> would just magically create it. <laughs> that everybody was, and you, I mean, it was involved because you had to drill a hole into the into the bed to then have a puppeteer. Yeah. They got all that done over overnight that's wow. crazy but and, then, and it was actually like a spider <laughs> we wanted yeah. to that was the big discussion do we see the baby right because with or which we, we cut it differently but mm. originally so the baby was coming out was crawling under the blanket nah. towards the camera and then the question was the question was never do we want that crawl we always wanted that crawl but do we want to see the face of the baby pop up and the Lionsgate executives, who are very, a lot of integrity, they were like, this is the moment that decides what this film is. If we don't show them the baby, then we have an intellectual movie. If we do show the baby, then we have crap. Then we have, they were, they were ready to stop wow. this one if we see the baby, which I think they were right at yeah. in the, in the end. But that was kind of the, the thing. So yeah, totally dropped the, the ball on that. And because of that, um, a lot of it we cut because there was only so much we could do and a lot more CGI we pumped into that movie than we ever thought mm -hmm. because I forgot. And then Cora, the actress in that scene, like all of a sudden action happened and you were just like, yeah. like she is unbelievable. Very scary. Yeah. yeah. It's also, I love that when someone who has as little screen time uh -huh. as she has delivers. Yeah. You just go, look, I want, if there were a spinoff, just telling that girl's story, I yeah. would watch it, right? Yeah, and that's like literally what I was thinking. I'm like, there could be a whole story of this with Father Dante's yeah. family and everything yeah. going into that. And that's really a uh, testament to that acting mm -hmm. skill. Yeah. yeah, and you do, and you and you set up a lot of his background as well, too, just visually with like the different tattoos that he has. You have a few moments where you guys talk about that. Yeah. Um, you know, Daniel, you're no stranger to the genre. Obviously, you keep coming back to it. What, what keeps coming, uh, bringing you back to like the world? One is that those are the projects that I'm being offered. Okay, <laughs> because, because in Hollywood, like executives change so so fast, and they get fired so f for one mistake, they're out. So of course they want to hire people where they can go. Like he's already done this; he's already done exorcism horror. If this movie now flops, no one is going to get fired because how could they know that I would screw it up or something right. like that? Yeah. Right. So I get movies that are bigger in budget than I would get in any other genre. 
So from a purely financial point of view, <laughs> I like that because as a director, you get a percentage of the budget. So I have an interest in them being high. But of course, I'm dedicating two to three years of my life to this. So I'm desperate to find a story that will sustain my interest and my passion for that much. And that's hard. I'm reading 100 scripts and there's one where I'm like, oh, I love this. There's enough meat in here that I can play around with that for that long and still be interested. Right. And that was the case here because it was in a genre where you would think it's all been done. Is there still territory to explore? And this script explored a lot of new territory. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, great. There is another great exorcism movie that can be made. Yeah. I can make it. Yeah. I think it was in good hands. No, but no, it's nice because it's like Daniel is such a human. You make everything so personal with even when we were meeting, like Christian and I were meeting for the first time, he had to sit in the room privately and like ask us specific amount of questions so we that you wouldn't necessarily answer to a stranger. Um, so you get to know someone quickly, but it was it was personal to you. You shared personal stories about why the script was important to you. And I think that brings a whole other layer to this film. It's really important that it like, I think that this script was put in the right hands. Right. Yeah. Was there something that you like referenced to yourself when wanting to give that authentic scare and reaction? Like, you know, when people think about, oh, in a movie, you see that to cry. I'm going to reference this. I'm going to pinch myself or blow that little dust in my eye to make myself cry. Was there something that you kept referencing in your head to give always genuine scare reaction? There have been moments in my life that I probably won't share on a podcast that um, definitely in terms of pain experience, um, there's lots of tools actors use. Imagination is also one. When the other actor is doing the work for you, you don't have to do it. You know, you legitimately are scared. And that also comes true when like, like Nicholas in the film genuinely makes you laugh. It's the blessing as an actor to be like oh i don't have to work on this like you're right. <laughs> like i the authentic that's authentically happening in the moment um but like shame and guilt are, i've talked about this earlier are such a huge part and like what human doesn't exist with a certain amount of that in their life right um and it's just turning up the volume on certain things i think when you play specific characters that aren't always fun places to go to right. but they give other people the access to that and hopefully it's worthwhile. It's interesting because it's also the territory where as a director you can't follow them. Yeah. Like I can be as much of a coach and prepare and prepare and prepare. But when Jackie goes into the darkness of her shame and guilt, I have, I have no idea what that is. I see it on screen. Do right. I feel it? I don't know how she generates it. I wouldn't even know how to adjust anything in them. But because if it's real, you don't need to adjust anything. Mm -hmm. right? With everything else, you can do 20 takes of this, of whatever. When that moment happens, and that's the moment we talked about earlier, when yeah. something is twitching and you go like, oh my God, something. To me, it's always like, if I see that something is happening to the actor rather than the actor generating it, but they got themselves into a space where suddenly emotions are flooding through them and something's happening to them, that's something that if you can capture that in that moment, that's worth. It's cool. funny because watching the film... I can barely do without crying because it takes me back to that moment right. and I forget that it's like, it's painful watching it. Like I, the first time I watched it, I came out shaking and I was like, oh, like it yeah. was, it's, it's therapeutic, but it's also really hard. <laughs> like, so I came out of watching the making off for the first time because <laughs> it was like one summer, one intense summer in Bulgaria yeah. in 45 minutes. In 45 minutes. I yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah. yeah. 
Look at the woman. She's just, <laughs> just by talking about it, just went back there. I mean, you know. No, you're, you're phenomenal in the film. Thank you so much. You are so great in the film. Thank you. You know, to, to lighten the mood a little bit. Yeah, let's do <laughs> that. Yeah. You grew up in Mississauga. I did. Um, why is Square One the greatest why square well, one? Yeah. Can I disagree? You can disagree. You can totally disagree. <laughs> no, I recently went to Yorkdale. Yeah. What? I was like, that nice. mall has changed. It has. I used to be a Queen West fan, just stroll down the street of Queen West. Sherway was my mall mm -hmm. growing up because it had an Abercrombie before every other mall in oh, Canada. Yeah. Now, can't stand the smell. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've evolved. Um, but yeah, I went to Yorkdale the other day and I was like, I feel like I'm in like God's mall. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's something like, wild, yeah. it's wild. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for both of you, you know, just to wrap up, we're in the spooky season. So I'd love to know for both of you, what was that movie for you growing up? That scary movie Psycho. that just, that scared the hell Psycho H8. I don't know what my parents were thinking. <laughs> I still wake up screaming in the middle of the night. Destroyed my relationship with my mother forever. <laughs> that movie is, was insane. Yeah. Yeah. It. it. Yeah. Original it. I was noticing that when you were earlier talking about the big classics, mm -hmm. Rosemary's Babe. What did he say? Rosemary's Babe. Rosemary's Babe. babe shining, shining. It. It. We're like, wow, that's very generous. And it was amazing. I it. think it's a masterpiece. I think it's yeah. a masterpiece. But really, well. Yeah, yeah, I but just people like don't usually name it with like. I think shiny. I was young. I was an older sibling. The death of a younger sibling. It's like I used to have this reoccurring nightmare when I was younger, where it's like I couldn't take my youngest sister out into the deep end to swim because I wasn't yeah. strong enough, and I had this reoccurring nightmare that I accidentally let her go. And I was like, I think that happened around the time that I saw that movie, mm -hmm. um, and then like the visual of the book and the wink and then the blood coming out of the book mm -hmm. was like, I didn't watch horror movies for a good like period after that. And then I said this earlier until like, I wanted to make out with a boy. Yeah, That's great. Thank you both so much again. I really hope that if there's a sequel that we get to talk to you again for it, because I think there's a lot of definitely potential to tell more stories in this world. So thank you so much for your time. Thank, thank you so much. Well, Daniel, the possession is almost over. This episode, by the way, not only is it sponsored by Movie, but it is sponsored by a church, I believe, that is giving out free exorcisms to everybody out there. <laughs> so, so if you want to stop by, get one really quickly, you're more than welcome yeah. to. Uh, but Daniel, how do you how, how do you feel? You know, you got to watch this movie. What did you think of it? No, I you know I'm a big fan of scary movies now. You know, I'm officially a fan of the scary movies. We're on board. You know, this year has this year has, you know, put me on board. I'm I'm all for it. Um, but I will say watching this movie, and as I said in the interview, you know, growing up going to Catholic school, having that as my background, there's always like a a, a an innate fear when you have something that has to do within your own religion, right? Because you're like, oh, wow, this is, this is, and there's an extra layer of scariness to it. Um, but, you know, I had a really good time with it. I thought it was scary as hell. I thought Jacqueline Byers was absolutely awesome throughout this entire movie. Um, and it's a perfect movie to be watching in the Halloween season. So if you got the chance to watch it, go watch it in the theater. It's going to be a great movie to watch with the crowd. And I'd love to see a sequel to this. I think there's, a, 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 there's an open door where we can really explore this character further sister and further so yeah i'm, I'm all for what, it i you know i think you should definitely check it out what are we calling the sequel like wish for the devil wish for the pray for the devil um i would say like um 
I would say when what should I say? What should, what should we call it? Pray for the devil. Pray for God. Or I could say stay stay for the devil. Uh, you prayed for the devil. Now you got to stay for the devil. Uh, what's the third one called then? Uh, leave for the devil. <laughs> leave. <laughs> no, no. It, 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 it should follow this. Eat for the devil and then love for the devil. Yeah. So we get an eat, pray, love situation going on. Damn. The series. That's that's great. Yeah. That's really great. That's a great idea. You know, we'll pitch it to Daniel and to Jacqueline. Hopefully, next time we talk to them again. Thank you both of them so much again for for taking the time to talk. Does to it us today. feel weird to say your name? By the way, like I have to, I have to wonder because when we were doing the interview and they kept saying Daniel, I, my immediate instinct was to look at you, but I'm like, yes, the director is right. also named Daniel, and now you had to right. say his name, and now you keep saying it. Does it feel weird to you? Do you, I feel like you you see that I'm uncomfortable saying it? I I've never I know had, other I've Daniels never in my problem. life. I've never had this problem. I, <laughs> I'll be honest. You've never met. I've met other Shabazz. Have before. you actually? I have, yeah. I, the, I've met other Shabazz. I have, I have met one, and I killed him right away. I was like, there can only be one. <laughs> uh, and I, I feel like I met him at a party, and it, it was like I was like 13 years old, and I'm like, this guy and I, mm. we're not getting along today. Uh, but I've it's never met another one. I, I remember in Fresh Prince, you know, that's Will uses that as a name for himself at one point, right? Uh, and then obviously yeah. Malcolm X. But I, I yeah, he call, he's like uh, Shiki Shabazz. Yeah. he's like, let's go Shabazz. I'm like, but beyond that, okay. I don't ever hear my name, so I never have this problem. It's a problem that I'm okay. glad. I don't have, but I feel like for you, I right. see the unco- you you were, the way you were saying it. You're like, I'd rather be possessed and say my name again. <laughs> I felt like, yeah. By the end of this interview, I was like, okay, Daniel, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Now let's go fight. Like, <laughs> let's go fight. There can only be you one. You guys did fight though. That was weird. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> we did. We had a, a mental fight for sure. We had a mental fight for sure. <laughs> no, but again, Jacqueline and Daniel, thank you both so much again for your time. We're so excited to see what you get to work on next, and thank you. You listening to this episode right now, whether you're driving or watching this on YouTube or sitting at home waiting for a new episode of the movie podcast to come out. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us today. We love what we're doing. So please, if you want to support the show, join our Discord. We're having some great conversations in there. Follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. And if you want to let us know what you think of the show, write in at hello at themoviepodcast.ca. That's the best place to get in contact with us. Send us your ideas. Send us your comments, your concerns, your questions. We love reading them on air. So definitely do that. Uh, if we don't get to talk, Shay, I'm sure you and I will talk. But if this is the last episode of the show that you listen to us uh, from this week, oh. because you're not going to, I don't know, you're you're just like, you know what? Well, I can only deal with the movie podcast once a week. I can't do any more. We hope you have a great Halloween. If you're in, having a Halloween party this weekend, you know, let us know what you do to celebrate Halloween. Let us know what movies you're watching. Yeah. We, we want to know. Let us know why we, we weren't know. invited, because that's what I'd want to know. Yeah. Why, yeah, why weren't invite we invited? Yeah. Yeah, let us know. Let us know that as well, too. Uh, again, Jacqueline, Daniel, thank you so much for joining us today on the movie podcast. That was this time with the movie podcast, and we'll see you next. <laughs>